Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. about you, but I have really loved this series. And last, This is uh, week four in this series. Started out with go go get some rest. That's a, Anybody go get rest that week? Feel refreshed? Okay, maybe we need to go get rest today. Since nobody went and applied that message. Uh, how about last week? Last week's message, man, I'm telling you, when Pastor just laid out the Bible and explained the Bible, it was so refreshing and so good. Well, today I want to talk to you a little bit more uh, on, in this refreshing series, I want you to imagine, imagine yourself, and you don't have to imagine too hard because this is very easy, but um, imagine yourself on a Saturday morning in August, August, what a great month in Southeast Texas, amen, just great tropical weather that we get, uh, but imagine yourself on a Saturday morning in August, it's 98 degrees outside, with a heat index of 105.6. Thank you, Jesus. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. That, that, you know, that night, you, uh, th- that night you've got a few friends coming over. And uh, you're going to have a little party at your house, have some fun at the house. You've got a few friends coming over. And, and you just look outside in your front yard and, and you see something that just catches your attention. You're like, oh, no. You know, like, and, and you realize that your yard needs mowed. You got people coming over to your house and, and you, you realize your yard need, needs mowed. Even though you just mowed it last week, you know, it needs mowed again. And you, you look out and the yard's terrible. The grass is out of control. And, and, and some people at that moment are like, well, maybe they just won't look at it. It's, it you know, they just, they'll just look right over it and they'll just come right in the house and we'll have a good time. And, and they'll leave and it'll be dark and they won't notice it on their way out. But, but how many of you are like, you're like no way, I, I'm going to go mow the yard. Anybody? Yeah, you're weird, just like me, okay? We've got to have everything looking good. So you, you go out, and, and, and you've, got, you've got to get the yard mowed. So you go out, and you look at it, and, and you've got to get it mowed. And then you realize your son's at work. And you're like, what? This is why I had kids. You know, like, this is the reason that I had kids. Not really, <laughs> Jake. But, uh, but you realize your son's at work because you were going to go, hey, hey, uh, you know, I need you to go mow. And, and, and he's at work and you're like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to go out and I'm, I'm just going to do it. So you make the wonderful decision. And even though now it's like 1215 and it's 105 degrees with a 110 degree heat index outside, you're like, I've got to get this done no matter what. They're coming over. I've got to get my yard mowed. And, and then, you, you, then you realize, well, all I got is a push mower, <laughs> you know, because I'm too cheap for a riding mower. Amen? Yeah, like, like I, I just, all I want to do is get a, a push mower. So then, then you're like, well, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to mow and I'm, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to push mow. So you get out there and you begin and it's very hot and you, you start mowing the front yard and you, you weed the front yard and you, you trim the front, the front yard and you blow off the front yard. Then you move to the backyard and you're beginning to mow and, it, man, it's hot. I mean, you're about to, it, you're like, man, God, is this what hell feels like? Because I don't want a part of it. I mean, that's why I go to church because I realize this is close enough and I, I want to go to heaven. So so you realize, man, this is hot, and you, 
you, you, you made some laps. You're about halfway done with the backyard. And, and man, you are so hot. Your shirt's sweaty. You're, you're drenched. You don't want anybody to be around you because you stink so bad. Even your dogs have stopped following you. How many of you have dogs that follow you while the whole time you're mowing your yard? I do. And they like just, just follow me all around every lap. I'm like, we've been around this way before, you know, and if you stay there, I'll come back to you. But no, they're man's best friend. They just keep going. They keep following you, and you're, you're just hot, and you're like, man, I'm just, I'm just so hot. And there's grass everywhere, and you're, you're sweaty, and you're, man, you just... Yeah, man, you're, you're tired, you're, you're depleted, and you, you stop and you just lean on the lawnmower. And then, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you lift your head up. And you go, is it a vision? Is, is that a vision? Because you can't see through your, your glasses because you, the grass is, and the sweat so, made it so foggy. You, you wipe the sweat off your glasses and you're like, man, I, I, I think I see some. Is that a vision? Is that an angel over there? And you wipe it off again. You're like, well, that's close enough to the angel for me. And you look over there and it's your amazingly beautiful wife. And she's standing on the back porch. And and she's got something in her hand. And it's in a tall yellow Dickies glass because that's the perfect glass for this. And you see her over there. And you see her and she's got, you know what she's got? She's got sweet tea. Thank you, Lord Jesus, nectar of the gods. I know it's not healthy for some of you people as hell yet, but I, it's refreshing for me. But I look over there and I, I see that, and, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a big yellow Dickies glass full of sweet tea with just like three or four pieces of ice because you don't want to water the sweet tea down. Who wants watered down sweet tea? Not me. But you look over there and, and it's got no lemon because you don't want to destroy the, the, the sweet tea. And you look over there and you're like, oh, and, and it, it's like one of those slow motion movies that all of a sudden, and it's like, you hurdle the lawnmower. You hurdle the yellow lab. He's going through this leg and through that leg, and you're, you're doing like football moves through the yard to miss the dog. And it's like slow motion, and you, you run all the way because you're just about to die. I mean, it's hot, and you need some refreshing. And you reach over, and you grab the nectar from the gods, from God's blessed angel. And all of a sudden, just give me just a moment. Anybody thirsty right now? I'm just going to keep this. Pastor uses water. I'm just going to use sweet tea. And man, all of a sudden, everything from before, you're still hot and everything. You still stink. And she's, she's already went back in because she's like, you, you stink. So, but man, there, you know what you are? You're refreshed from the sweet tea with hardly any ice. And no lemon because it's so amazing and it's just so refreshing. And it takes you in your life and you just go back to mowing. And then she comes back out later with a, another deal of sweet tea. You know, you know today I want to I uh, continue in this refreshing series. And, and I want to talk about something. It's been, been a real good three weeks. And, and I, I just want to make a little transition today and, and go into another little area about refreshing. And this is really what's been on my mind, what's really been on my heart this week to speak to you. And this is my world. God wants you to be the sweet tea. In fact, you know what he wants you to be? He wants you to be the refresher. Look at somebody right now and say, hey, you be a refresher. 
Look at the other person on the other side of you. Say, hey, you, you need to be a refresher. You need to be a refresher. See, I, I believe that the greatest thing in life that God has called, you know, we, we want more of God and we just sing the song, God, I, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to tell you what God wants you to do. God wants you to be refreshing to people in your life, to everyone around you. God wants you to be a refresher, to be a refresher. See, I believe the greatest thing that we can be as Christians is refreshers, is encouragers, is uplifters, is picker-uppers. It is people that, that when you walk into the room, people know that there must be something different about you. There must be something in you because you are refreshing. You, you change the atmosphere. And once we get refreshed, because we've been talking about getting refreshed, once we get refreshed, you know what we need to do? We need to be refreshers. We need to be refreshers. I'm reminded of a message one time I heard that you can either be a thermometer or a thermostat. That, that you can be, if, you, if I put a thermometer in the room, it adjusts to the temperature of the room. A thermometer, a thermometer doesn't make a difference, but a thermostat, I could go over there on the wall right there, and I, I could go over there and I could push cool, 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 or I could push, take it to heat and hotter and make you all sweat again. And, and I, I can change the room by becoming a thermostat. And I believe that God wants us as Christians, instead of being just a thermometer and, and matching to everything around us, He wants us to make a difference and be a refreshing and be the thermostat type people in the world around us around us because this is a deal i've got to be honest in the world we live in today it's easy to be discouraged it is very easy to be discouraged everywhere i turn everywhere i go i see discouragement on the news in real life at work in different places that maybe you go to school it, it's 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 real easy to find something of discouragement right Everywhere we look in this world we live in, you, you find discouragement on, on the news, on social media. Everywhere you go, you're like, really? This is what the world's come to? Discouragement. We, we live in times where discouragement has become an epidemic. It's, it's taken over the world. It's everywhere we turn. It, it's everywhere we look. You can find discouragement. And I want to tell you, as Christians, even in this world, it, it, it's easy to become the thermometer. And become discouraged with the world around us. See, this is the things that you hear. This is not my words, but this is the things that we hear. We, we hear, well, well, my kids didn't get picked for the team. Or, or, or you, you got made fun of. Or you didn't get the job. Or, or, or the economy is doomed. I mean, it's about to crash. Or our morals are falling apart. Or the, the school system stinks. Or that school system stinks. And you hear, that's all we ever hear is this school, this school, this school. It's just terrible. It's, it's not any good. And, and you can't trust anybody. And, and teenagers, what are we going to do with teenagers? Oh, my, my goodness, don't even get me started with teenagers. And, and millennials, oh, my mercy, what are we going to do? And, and you hear all this stuff. And then you hear, oh, the government. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord, you're right. Not my words, just what we hear. And you hear it everywhere. You hear, what, discouragement. You hear discouragement. You see discouragement. It's everywhere. It's become an epidemic. And I understand. I understand. I can look around, too. And I can see the same things that they're talking about. And, yes, there's a lot of it is, is true that the... You know, the world is headed in the wrong direction. I'm glad I know the right direction. Amen? 
I mean, you look around and yes, morals are depleted and systems aren't as strong as they need to be. And there, there, there's a lot of things wrong in the world that we live in. We can look around and we can see those things and we can easily be discouraged. But I, I, and, and I have to say this, we as Jesus followers, we got to be real and honest and say, yes, this world is headed in the wrong direction and, and it's a discouraging world. It's 105.6 outside. And you know what this world needs? Sweet tea. I got a whole picture right over here if anybody wants. But this is the thing. This world, I've got to be honest. Even in the world we live in, you know what the world needs more than anything? And it's easy to say Jesus right here. Yes, they do need Jesus. But how are they going to find Jesus? What this world needs is refreshment. What this world needs is people to become refreshers in the world today. I'm going to let you know, Jesus is not going to walk this earth again. He's already done it. He came, paid the price, put himself on a cross, paid for our redemption and our sins, and he went away. And we're going to get, in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about how he came again. But I want to be honest with you. The only way for people to meet Jesus is us to walk into a, a world that's 105.6 degrees and say, hey, I got some sweet tea. You want some? In fact, it, 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 it's just good just to become as sweet as the tea itself and not even have to tell them. They just ask you, hey, what do you have? I want some of that. Because we need to be refreshers in the world. I don't want to be a thermometer. I want to be like a thermostat. And I want to change the world around us because the world needs refreshment. And this is the thing we've got to understand too. There's also a lot good in the world. Everywhere you look, there's also good in the world. There's good here. There's good there. There's good at your work. I don't care how bad the situation may seem. You can always find something good in every situation. So we've got to be a kind of people that find good. There's a lot of good in the world. There's a lot of awesome people. Yes, there are teenagers today that are more awesome than any teenagers in the past. They're right here on the front two rows. There's a lot of teenagers in this room that, that, that are going to be amazing and they're going to be great. And it's going to be us that have to come into their life and refresh them and say, hey, you're going to be awesome. You're going to be great because there are great. And you know what? There are awesome millennials in this world. I'm so sick and tired of hearing, oh, my goodness, millennials. I want to be the person and say, I'm looking forward to when the millennials take over this world because there's going to be some great ones also. Not only is there bad, there is also good in the world but the world still needs a lot of refreshment stored in a safe place at the library of congress it is a small box and a label on this box reads this it says contents of the president's pockets on the night of april 14 1865 this was a terrible night in american history when Abraham Lincoln is sitting up in Ford's Theater with his wife watching a show, somebody, John Wilkes Booth, slips into the back, pulls the gun, shoots Abraham Lincoln. The contents of this box are what were in Abraham Lincoln's pockets when he died. 
And it really stuck out to me that Abraham Lincoln, we know Abraham Lincoln. Man, he was, he was awesome. He was great. He's on, he's on our currency. He's on, on our money. He, we hear about him. We learn about him in history and all the things that he made a difference in this world, in, in, in America. He was, he was a great man. But in that day, Abraham Lincoln didn't know how great he was. In fact, Abraham Lincoln was making, trying to make some differences and really at the time, he just didn't think he was that great because all the things that were happening around him and all the things that people were saying and all the things that people were hearing, this is what was in his, his pocket that he carried around. The box contained a handkerchief, a pen knife, a glass case, a money bag with $5, and some old worn-out newspaper clippings that he carried around with him every day. This is what the newspaper clippings were about. He was having to remind himself of the good things that he was doing because he wasn't hearing people talk about the good that he was doing. All he was hearing was about the bad and people talking to him. In these newspaper clippings, they were talking about the great deeds of Abraham Lincoln. And, and, and one of them was even a report of a speech where a well-known businessman said to Abraham Lincoln was one of the greatest men of all times. That is what he was carrying in his pocket. Why? Because it was a discouraged world. It was a time where everybody was in discouragement. And even Abraham Lincoln himself had to pull out news clippings every once in a while to remind himself of the good things that he had done. He didn't know how good he was, but he definitely knew what people were saying, and it was discouraging. We shift from this scene to another scene in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 to an old dungeon in Rome. It's dark. It's, it's cold. A dim ray of light filters in through. We'll get to the scripture in just one second. A, 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 a dim ray of light comes in and filters through the opening at the top. And inside this old dark dungeon sits a weathered old man chained to a guard. His name is Paul. Paul that we know that wrote most of the New Testament. Paul that we know said a lot of encouraging words. But in this moment we find Paul sitting in a dark dungeon chained to a guard. And, and, and he's in there and, and he, he, he's... he's He's down and he's depressed and he's, he's talking to Timothy, writing words to Timothy. And, 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 he, and he's saying these things. He says, You are aware that all who were in Asia turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. Is, any, is Phylegius and Hermogenes in the room right now? Just making sure. They turned away from Paul. May the Lord grant mercy to the household of this guy, Onesiphorus. You know why? It says this. For he often refreshed me. I, I, I can, and, and then it says, and, and was not ashamed of my change. I, I can imagine at the time that, that Paul is writing this letter, he's discouraged. He's down. I'm in a dark prison. I, I'm, I'm going to die eventually. I'm in here because they're, they're, I'm waiting to, 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 for them to kill me. And, and, and I'm down. I'm depressed. Nobody's coming and encouraging me. Even all my friends have passed away or, 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 or turned their back on me and nobody's coming and tell me good things anymore. And, and all of a sudden, in this dark dungeon room, all of a sudden, the, 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 the opening cracks open at the top and, and Paul's like, oh man, I can't, I mean, it's been dark. And, and all of a sudden, he sees the glow in the, and then all of a sudden, there's a man coming down the ladder 
and he can't tell who it is. But all of a sudden, he hears of his friend's voice. So Nisiphorus. And he's saying, Paul, I'm here. And all of a sudden, Nisiphorus brings refreshing into Paul's life in a time where he needed it more than anything. This is what he needed. He needed somebody to come in. Somebody that was there for him. Somebody too refreshing. And this is why we need to be refreshers. But first, I want to talk about this. First, we, we must understand how we become refreshed ourselves. We've learned that we've got to get rest. We've learned that we've got to read God's Word. But, but, but we need something more in us to, to help and encourage us and, and refresh us. Early in the summer of 1965, the assistant coach of the Florida Gators was out practicing with the football team and noticing that his team would become depleted. You know why? Because it's hot. It's, it's just like here. It's, 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 it's Florida. In, in 1965, the football team was out there working hard, pushing hard, training and trying to get better. And, and, and the coach kept noticing they, they just weren't lasting. They would, they would give their best and all of a sudden they were tired out. And, and he couldn't realize why. So, so he went in and he got some researchers, researchers that, that would all get together and, and try to find out, you know, why aren't, why aren't the Gators lasting like, like, like the Texas Longhorns who probably, you know, they just don't tire like the Dallas Cowboys. They don't tire. But, but he's like, why are they tiring out so easy? They used to not, but why are they doing it? And these other teams are. And they started researching and they, they found out this. They got together and came up and found out that there was two reasons why they were getting tired. Of course, it was hot. They didn't have sweet tea. They, this was the reasons. The players were losing fluids and electrolytes through sweating, and they weren't being replaced. The electrolytes weren't being replaced. And then they also found that, that they, they, the large amount of carbs that the players were using for energy, it, it wasn't being replenished. They were losing electrolytes, and they were losing their carbs, and they were wearing down. They were tired. So the, the researchers got together and created this liquid and this liquid, they formulated this. It, it was a scientifically proven, precisely balanced beverage that, that would replace these two components. They would replace these elements that they needed. And you know what they called it? Gatorade. Gatorade. In 1965, they, they invented Gatorade. They, they created Gatorade and gave it to the, uh, the players of the Florida football team. And, and, and it, it even says that two years later that they made it to the Orange Bowl. They were doing better than they had done in the in previous years. And because of the Gatorade, they said, they made it to the Orange Bowl and won. And the other team at that time actually put it in the newspaper. He said, we didn't win because we didn't have Gatorade. <laughs> How many of you don't have Gatorade? You're like, you really just need sweet tea. In fact, I love the slogan that they came up with about Gatorade. <coughs> they eventually said this. They said, this is their slogan, is it in you? Is it in you? Their slogan was, if you drink Gatorade, you know what? You're going to be rehydrated. You're going to be replenished. 
You're going to be refueled. If, if, it gets in, if you put this in you, you're going to be refueled. You're going to be rehydrated. You're going to, you're going to be able to go. And is it in you? In fact, Michael Jordan, J.J. Watt, even Jose Altuve says the same things about, about Gatorade. But this is the thing that I want to tell you today. It's not just Gatorade. It's not just sweet tea that we need inside of each one of us to be refreshed in our own life. You know what we need in our life? It's the Holy Spirit of God. It's God's spirit in our life that we need. And in fact, if you look in the, in the disciples in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, understand this. They had Jesus at the time. Jesus came to the earth. He was born as a baby, walked this earth and walked around. And everywhere Jesus went, you know what he was? He was a refresher. Crowds would come from far, far and wide to come see Jesus Christ. They wanted to get near him. They had sicknesses. They had things going on in their life. They needed to come to Jesus and they needed refreshment. They they needed to be touched by God. They needed a refresher in their life. And Jesus would change their life. And Jesus is walking along with the disciples. And one day he says, you know what? He says, hey, my time has come. He says, says, tomorrow evening I've got to go away. Jesus says, I've got to go away. I'm not going to be with you. And, and John and all the, dis- I mean, all the disciples are there and they're, they're, they're like, wait, wait a minute. But we've got to have you. You are the refreshing. You are the thing that we need. You have come into our life. You've changed everything around us. You've made a difference. People are flocking to it. They're not flocking to us. They're flocking to you. And, and Jesus is like, I know, but I've got to go away. My time on this earth is, is coming. I've got to go away. And he tells them, he says, he says, he says I'm going to be crucified and I've got to go away. But, but, but you know what, guys? He says, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to come right back. He says, I'm going to, be, I'm going to come back and I'm going to come back as the, as the Holy Spirit. In fact, he says, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be the, the comforter. He says, I'm going to be the encourager. I'm going to be the refresher. I'm going, to get, I'm going to come back and I'm going to live inside you. In fact, in John 14, 16, and 17, says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Put in that word. Put comforter. Put refresher. Put encourager. Who will never, never, never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Romans 8 and 11 says this, that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Is it in you? Is it in you? He says the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. I want to let you know that you can have the Spirit of God. It's not some woo thing. It's when God says, I had to go away, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to live inside of you. You know why? I'm going to be like Gatorade to a a tired body, to a tired spirit. I'm going to come back and I'm going to live in you as the Holy Spirit and I'm going to refresh you. In fact, it says in the same Scripture, in in the message it says this, this way. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, 
He'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. And when God lives and breathes in you, and he does, and as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you. Your body will be alive as Christ. And I want to ask you today, is it in you? Is it in you? Is the Holy Spirit in you? Is God living in you? Is God living in you? Because we need this encouragement. We need this refresher. Before we can ever be a refresher, we've got to be refreshed ourselves. And it's not just rest and all these things. Those are very good. But the, really the thing that, that gets us encouraged and, and renewed and, 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 and re revived and refreshed is by the Holy Spirit of God living in us. And I want to ask you this. If it's in you, is it coming out of you? If it's in you, is it coming out of you? Because what goes in must come out. What goes in must come out. What goes in must come out. If the Spirit of God is in us, then it should be coming out of us. You know, I, I always... I don't have to ask somebody if the Spirit of God is in them. You can usually tell. And I'm just talking about Christians. I'm not talking about other people. A lot of people say, I got God's Spirit living in me. Well, there's one way to tell. Galatians 5, through 23 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I don't know about you, but I love being near, near people that are loving. I love being near people that are, are patient, that are kind, that are joyful, that are peaceful, that are, that are kind, that are goodness, that are faithful. You know what these kind of people are? They're refreshers. They're refreshers. And I ask you again, if God's Spirit is living in you, shouldn't it be also coming out of us? If it's coming in, it's got to come out. If the Spirit of God, which brings life and life more abundantly, is living in you and refreshing you, then it also ought to be coming out of your life and refreshing others. Matthew 7 says it this way. It says that you will be known by your fruit. You, you'll be known by your fruit. And I want to ask you today, are you a refresher? Be a refresher. Be a refresher. Be a refresher. I want to give you just a few principles on, on being a, re a refresher today. Number one is this. We've got to understand this. More than anything else, we've got to understand if we're going to be a refresher, we've got to understand the first thing is that God is a refresher. God is a refresher. He, he is refreshing. He is a refresher. Too many people do not see God as refreshing. They see as this God upstairs just watching over us, just waiting for us to mess up. God's not that guy. He is a refresher. He is an encourager. He, he is there. And, and this is the deal in Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. He tells us that we should be imitators of Christ. And this is what it says. It says to watch what God does, and then you do it. So if God was a refresher, shouldn't we be refreshers also everywhere we go? In this world that's 105.6, shouldn't we be the sweet tea that people go, ah, they're in the room. Because what's in us should be coming out of us. And watch what God does and then you do it. Like, like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does, oh, watch this, is love you. 
Oh, wow. And he just says, we got to do this also. Mostly what God does is love you, keep company with him, and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, his, but it was extravagant. It, it, he didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. And I want to ask you today, the biggest way we are refreshers is that we love people. The biggest way that we can be a refresher is we, we, we need to love people. And, and, and this, is, in my opinion, is the greatest way to refresh people. Go out and just love them. Be there for them. Let them know you care. Have compassion for them. And love them. And, and it says in, in that scripture, it says, it says, that's mostly what God does is love you. So we need to imitate Christ and love people, imitate Him and, and be a refresher to others. This, in, this, in my opinion, <coughs> is the primary God that way is the primary way that God wants us to know Him. That He loves us and He's crazy in love with us. And that's what we should do with people. If He's going to love us, then we should love others. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you. The refresher will, will empower you to be the refresher with, his, with inner strength through what? Through where? Through his, his, his spirit. Is it in you? Through his spirit, then, then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people. The power to understand as all God's people should. How wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. I don't understand it, but I know it's huge. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. We've got to understand that God is a refresher, and we should imitate him. We should imitate him. Number two, God's word is refreshing. God's word is refreshing. I'm not going to take a lot of time here. Watch last week's if you didn't see it. Pastor talked a lot about the Bible and the word of God and how it feeds us and, and it's a good. But I want to explain this, that God's word is refreshing. You know what it's called? It's called the, the good news. It's called the good news or the gospel. It's, it's God's word. It's, it's, in, it's encouraging. It's refreshing. And I just wanted to remind you today that we need to get into God's word. Pastor challenged us last week to get into God's word, not because we have to, but because we get to, because God's word is refreshing. Romans 15 and 4 says such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us what? It gives us hope and what? Encouragement. It gives us refreshing as we wait patiently for God's promises to be filled. So not only is God a refresher, but God's word is refreshing. And that's the things that we need to get into us to be a refresher. Okay? And number three, number three, it comes from 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the Father of compassion and God of all encouragement. He encourages who? He encourages us. 
in every trouble so that we may be able to what? To encourage those who are in trouble through the very encouragement with which we ourselves are encouraged by God. This is my challenge to you, that as God encourages us, as God refreshes us, as we get a refreshing from God, we ought to turn that around and be the refreshing that this world needs. Be the refreshing out there. I want to say it like this. Refreshed people refresh people. Write that down. Refresh people, refresh people. As we are getting refreshed, as we are getting encouraged by God, from the God of all encouragement, as He encourages us in every trouble, we will have troubles. We, this will be a discouraging world. But, it, but as He encourages us in every trouble so that we may be able to encourage those, He encourages us, we encourage them. How do we do it? By the way that He encouraged us, we encourage them. We turn around and we give it back to them. So refreshed people refresh people. And I want to say, I want to say this. The greatest ministry that you could ever do is a ministry of refreshment. It's a ministry of refreshment. It, it's so needed in, in, in our world today, in, in your home. You should be the minister of refreshment. I, I, I ordain all of you today right here in this room. I don't have the power of that. Pastor does, but I'm just saying, you are all ministers of encouragement. In your home, at your job, at your church, at your school, everywhere you go. You, you don't have to be a great, you say, you don't have to be a great Bible scholar to be an encourager. You don't have to be a great Bible scholar to make a difference in people's life. Yes, it's good to learn the Bible and want to know the Bible. And last week we talked about it, eating from God's Word. But you don't have to know any of the Bible to go out and encourage somebody, to make a difference. We need to be ministers of encouragement. You don't have to memorize the Bible back to front before making a difference for God. You don't have to go, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to tell them. I really don't know exactly how to explain this and that of the Bible. Just don't worry about that. Just say, hey, you're awesome. 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 You're great. I like your shoes. Just, just, just go in and encouraging and be a picker-upper and a, and a lifter-upper. Being an encourager. Just telling them and showing. You know what you're doing? You're showing the love of Christ. You're lifting. You're an encourager. In, in fact, this is a deal. I want to tell you, th this, is the, this is the secret salsa parkway. It's the secret sauce. I understand Jesus is the ultimate. He, he's what we're given. He's what we're pouring out. The, this is a Jesus church. It's a Bible-believing church. We, we want you to know God and, and, and to know, we want you to know Jesus and, and find freedom and, and, and discover your purpose and, and make a difference in this world. That, we're all about Jesus at this, at this church. But you know what? Because we know Jesus, because we have been refreshed, do you know what this church is full of? It's full of refreshers. It's the secret sauce of our dream team. In fact, right now, dream team, if you serve on our dream team, just stand up right now. If you serve on our dream team, stand up right now. Just stand up. In fact, you know what? Don't just stand up. I want you up here behind me. Get up here. Please get up here. If you're on the dream team, come on up here behind me. Just come on up as fast as you can in, in a safe fashion. In fact, this is the secret sauce of Parkway. 
We have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. But you know what? We've been refreshed. We want to refresh you. Listen to this. From the moment you pull on this parking lot, what do you see? You see refreshers. In 100-degree weather outside, there's people that are out there as soon as you walk in with big old signs. Where y'all at? My sign, people. Where's my parking lot, people? Just raise, raise your hand. They're, you're out there. Do you know what they're doing? They're trying to refresh you. They're trying to say, hey, I want to be just a refresher. Even the people passing by, going down the road, they're saying, hey, have a great day. We're glad you're here. They're being refreshers. Do, do, do they need to be there? No. Why are they there? Because they want to be there. They're trying to refresh you. We, we, as you come through the door on the front parking lot, on the front porch out there are refreshers. Mark Duran was out there today. Different people were out there. If you're on the, uh, on the front porch team, just raise your hand. Just wave at them. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to welcome you in. But you know what they're really trying to do? They're trying to refresh you. Hey, we're glad you're here. We're so pumped you're here. You know why? Because they have been refreshed by the Holy Spirit of God. And they're trying to turn around and be a refreshing to you. As you come through the door, there's greeters. As you come into the door, there's cafe people. There's people at the Welcome Center. Everywhere you turn, our Dream Team members are here. They're there. Why are they there? You know who these people are? They're Anisiphoruses. They're on their Anisiphorus. That's hard to say. But they're Anisiphorus. They're saying, hey, God has refreshed me. And I want to give everything I got to be a refreshing to other people. That's what these people are. As you go down and drop your kids off, you don't have to worry a thing. You know why? Because there's refreshers in our kids' ministry down there. On every Sunday, on every week, there's people down there refreshing. On a Wednesday night, our student ministry is gathering together in homes right now doing doing ministry. Why? Because our student ministry is full of refreshers. There's full of refreshers. I look around. You know why? I feel much better on this stage right now because you know why? A while ago I was all alone, but you know what? Now I'm surrounded by refreshers. I'm surrounded by people that say I want to make a difference by God. I may not have a talent. I may not have an ability, but you know what I can be? I can wave a sign and say I want to be the sweet tea in 105.6 degree weather to make a difference in somebody's life today. I am surrounded by refreshers on this stage right now. There's people everywhere being a message every week. You, 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 You see a worship team. You see a worship team that puts time and effort on Thursday nights, early Sundays, and then multiple times throughout the week. You've got a team back here full of refreshers. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to make me look refreshing right now with the lights and all the things. They're trying to put things on the screen. They're trying to make a sound refreshing. Why? Because there's a team of refreshers back there. This church has ministry of refreshers everywhere that we go. You're going to hear a worship team every week. What are they doing? They're trying to minister to us through worship. They're trying to get you refreshed by the Spirit of God, by the worship that we do as we lift our hands and we clap our hands and we begin to worship God. What are we trying to do? It's try, we're trying to work, get into a worship spirit that refreshes us. Our pastor, 
who's way better than I am at speaking. And I feel like maybe today I've just, I may have not pulled it out. You know why? Because I'm, 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 I'm trying to fill in his shoes. But I'm trying to be a message of refreshing today. Our pastor on a weekly basis, he doesn't come and go this, 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 this. He's trying to give you a word of encouragement, a word of encouraging, a word of re- refreshing. And you say, well, sometimes I just feel convicted by his messages. You know what? You know what conviction is? It's the way that God encourages us. It's like a parent that says, hey, honey, don't put your hand on the stove. God's trying to say, hey, I don't want you to put your hand on the stove. Why? Because I don't want you to live in pain. I don't want you to live in hurt, so we're trying to get you back. And sometimes God uses conviction. Conviction is not a bad thing. Conviction is refreshing because it pushes me right back to where we need to be, to where God's going to try to protect us from getting hurt and pain. And that's the messages that are coming on on a weekly basis. You know what I see in this crowd right now? I see refreshers. You may not be on this stage. You may not be in our dream team. But somewhere, teachers stand up. Police officers Stand up, security guard. Everybody just stand up. Where everybody right now, just stand up. You know why? These are not our only encouragers and our only refreshers in the room. You know why? Because on a weekly basis, you're out there giving it your best. You're trying to pick people up. Your parents, your husbands, your wives, your teachers, your police officers. Everywhere you go, you are a refresher. This church is full of refreshing refreshers going out in this world to lift people up and make them feel better. You are a refresher. I say this, here a refresher, there a refresher, everywhere a refresher, refresher. They're everywhere I look. You are a refresher. Go out and be a refresher. Refreshing people, it's not hard. I want to give you two quick things really fast. Just stay standing. Two quick things on being a refresher. Number one is you got to see something. Number one, you got to see something. Too often we're doing this, living life. I got to do my job. Got to do my thing. This, uh, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna brush my teeth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my thing during the day, and I, I'm gonna come back home, and I'm gonna shower, and I'm gonna go to bed. And this is us. Too many people. Refreshers see things. They look around and they see. The awesomeness in the young man's and the, the, the awesomeness here. And then they see the green grass over there. God, they go outside and say, thank God I got green grass to mow. You see something. You see something in people. Instead of wanting someone to notice you, we notice them. We notice their hard work. We notice their efforts. We find something good in everybody. You can do it in everybody. There is something you can find that is good. You can do it. This is the deal. It's natural. It's natural to find the bad in people. It's supernatural through the Holy Spirit to find the good in people. You can find good in everybody you know. Find it this week. Your boss will become a better person to you because you're focusing on the good. Your kids will become better kids this week. Why? Because I see something in them this week. Kenzie, Jake. Jake's in the back. Where's Kenzie? She's in nursery. Father Kelsey, are you here? She's not here. But you know what? I see something in my kids. I look for things in my kids. I want to find things in my kids. See, this is the deal. We're too concerned about me. And we miss them. 
It's a selfie world that we live in. A selfie world. Taking our picture. Hey, 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 selfie world. This is, this is what God wants it to be. You know what he wants it to be? A themmy world. Start taking themmies. Instead of taking a picture of yourself, start looking at other people and seeing the awesomeness of the people all around you. It's not just about us. It's about them. It's about them. Instead of taking a selfie, take a themmy. Notice something in your kids. Notice something in your parents. Notice something in your husband, in your wife. Notice something in your family. Notice something in your pastor, teacher, coworker, boss. You know what? Every day we're here and right now a police officer is getting shot. I want to tell you what, a police officer is needed in these communities. They are heroes in this community. And it's time that we go out and start encouraging our police officers, encouraging our military people. Police officers wave right now. Police officers wave right now. I see Jimmy in the back. I see Ed. There's Brad. Wave right now. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for protecting our community. Thank you for giving your life and putting your life in front of ours. Thank you so much. Military, right now, just wave. Military, ex-military. If your family in military, thank you for my freedom. Thank you for giving everything you got. Thank you for serving. We cherish you. We refresh you today. We honor you with everything we got. We give everything. Thank you for doing all of these things. So we not only see it, we say it. Refreshers see things in people that they don't even see themselves. But refreshers also go around and they say it. They don't just see it. They say it to them. They say it to them. Say something to your kids today. Encourage your kids. They're getting pushed down and pressed down on a weekly basis in their school saying, you're not good enough. Your clothes are not in style. It's time that we as parents start refreshing our kids. And let me tell you this, kids, it's time that you refresh your parents. Turn around and thank you. Thank them for the home that you have. Thank them for the clothes that you have. Thank you for everything that they've given for you so you can do what you do. Start refreshing your parents. Brothers, encourage your sisters. Sisters, Encourage your brothers. And we could go all the way down the family chain. It's time that we become refreshers and we can change this to a refreshing world. As you encourage others, you're doing one of the greatest ministries you could ever, ever do. Encouraging others. I'm tired of going to funerals and hearing about the good things that the person in the casket did. You know what my pet peeve is? And now we'll keep, we'll keep saying good things about people on funerals. But my pet peeve, during a funeral, I often wonder, did that person know that about them? Go today and tell somebody how awesome they are. Refresh them. Before they're lying in a casket and don't hear the words, refresh them right now. Be refreshers. I want to give you a challenge in closing of this. Actually, I want to tell you one more quick thing. In the Bible... There was a, Bible, a man in the Bible in Acts chapter 4. His name was Joseph. You don't know him by Joseph. This is not Joseph and Mary. This is a different Joseph. The people around him gave him a nickname. You know what his nickname was? It's Barnabas. That really don't mean nothing to me either, Brandon. His name was Barnabas. You know what Barnabas means? Barnabas means son of encouragement. It means that they nicknamed him Mr. Encouragement. Do you know what you need on your job? 
You need to be the son of encouragement. You need to be Barnabas. You need to be Mr. or Mrs. Encouragement at your job, changing the atmosphere around you, pushing it to make the thermostat going back up to where it needs to be, to be refreshing. I challenge you today, go out in your world, wherever it may be. I don't know your situation, and even though your situation, you may be at a low point, do you know one of the best ways that you can turn that low point, getting it back going again, is start refreshing others. Because as you refresh others, you yourself will become refreshed. I want to give you a challenge. You're going to put it on the screen as we close today. I want to give you a challenge today. You might want to take a picture of this. This actually needs to be an everyday challenge. But I want to challenge you today. I want to put this in your hands and go out there. I want you today go with somebody to dinner today. If, if you have dinner at home, that's fine. I understand you. It's already cooked. That's good. If you had plans to go home and cook, invite somebody over. Go out. Take, you don't have to take them. Just go to dinner with somebody today. Today, Go find somebody you don't know in your church family. Take one of these people. They, they serve you every week. I don't know. Go find somebody and go to dinner with them. And don't just go to dinner with them. No phones. Turn the phones down. In fact, that would be a great opportunity every day. Just put the phone down when you're eating. But go out with somebody at lunch. If you're single, find a good-looking chick. You know, whatever. This is your opportunity. Pastor Brandon's ahead. You know, you're welcome. Go out with somebody today at lunch and just sit there and talk about how awesome each other are. Talk about how awesome your life is sit there and just talk sit there and tell them five good things if you don't I'm not giving you five just, just, just however many you just tell them how good they are if it's your husband wife friend whatever go out with somebody and tell them how awesome they are do that at lunch today go somewhere during this lunch probably if, if you don't go to lunch today if you get gas wherever you go Go somewhere today where you don't know that person. It's the gas station attendant. It's the waiter. It's the waitress. And, and, and as they're waiting on you, just stop and say, Hey, I just wanted you to know and thank you for serving me today my food. And see the change that it makes to that person. Go out and brighten in their day and say, Hey, thank you for your serving. You know what would be good? Like give the biggest tip you've ever given, if you can give today, to that person. I don't even care if it's a good meal. Maybe they need encouragement, and that's why they they are not putting everything they can into the meal. Just go out and just do that. Just refresh the gas attendant, the waiter, the grocery store, wherever you go. Hey, today, tomorrow, when you go back to work, go walk into your boss's office. I'm going to tell you, I've had some bad bosses before. I've been discouraged where I was. But there were times that I changed that atmosphere because I walked into my boss's office and I found something that they did good with. Encouraged them. It's a life changer. Be a refresher. They may need it. They may snub their nose and just keep on going because they're the boss. But you know what? You refresh them. Go, go, go today. And you know what? This is, this is, the, this is a big... Text your pastor today. If you don't have his and his wife, if you don't have their phone number, he, he didn't tell me to do this. If you don't have their phone number, get on Facebook. 
Get on social media somewhere and just put it on there and say, hey, you're one awesome dude and you're one awesome dudette. And you know what? It would be refreshing to them. Refresh them. And then also, this is important. This is one of the, the most important things that I'm almost done. Before the end of the day, if you have kids that are still living or kids that live in your home, if they live in your home, sit them down. Tell them how awesome they are. Tell them how amazing they are. Tell them they're the best kids on the whole world. Jake, I love you more than I love. Well, I love that lady right up here, my wife, Courtney, your mama. But right behind her, I love you and your two sisters more than I love anybody in this room. And I just want you to sit them down at lunch and tell them how proud you are of them. Kids, beat your mom and dad to the punch. Call them if you don't live with them. Sit down with them. Whoever you're, you call your parents, your grandparents, whoever, sit down and say, just tell them thanks today. You may not agree with everything they do. My kids don't either. But you know what? It feels good as a parent to hear those words from your kids. Go out. degree world and let's see how we can make a difference for Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you bow your head with me, Lord? We love you. I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for the challenge that you put ahead of us today. God, I thank you for the world we live in. I thank you for my job. I thank you for my kids. I thank you for this church. I thank you for all these refreshers in this room. God, I have been refreshed just being here amongst them today. God, I pray that in this week, we'll take on this ministry of refreshment in our life. We're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're going to do it by refreshing others. God, I, I want to be full of your spirit and full of, of the things that you have for me. And God, you gave your all to me. And, and, and no matter who I am, you still love me and care for me. And you refresh me even though I've done bad things in my past. You came to me and you said, I love you. I cherish you. I gave my life for you. And you refreshed me by your love and your grace and your mercy. And God... I want to be the refresher that you were to me. I want to be the refresher to others. I pray that we go out this week and we be refreshers in this hot and thirsty world. And we make a difference for you, God. It's not about us. But it's about the God that lives in us and works through us. That has refreshed us. Should be refreshers in this area and in this community. May God bless you. May you have a blessed week, a great week. Go and put this into action today. We'll see you again next week. Have a blessed week and be refreshed today by God. God bless you.